What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Red Zone Radio. I'm Robert Wampler. It's great to be here. Great to have you. Got a lot of stuff to talk about today, including the Russell Wilson news. We're also going to talk about Ben Roethlisberger reportedly coming back for the Steelers. And we're going to be talking about J.J. Watt and some free agents as well. So stay tuned. That's all coming up on Red Zone Radio. All right, so uh, it was reported that Russell Wilson apparently wants out of Seattle. Not necessarily wants out, but he said, look, it's about power and control. There's a rift here because they don't listen to anything I say. And I understand why he's upset. I do. With that being said, let me ask you a question. Where would you go if you're Russell Wilson out of those four teams? That's better than Seattle. Dallas isn't better than Seattle. The Raiders certainly aren't better than Seattle. The Saints are better than Seattle as of this moment. But to get Seattle, they're going to have to give up a lot of their weapons. They're paying Michael Thomas, Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, Alvin Kamara, Fortune. They're going to have to get rid of some players. Chicago's got a better defense than Seattle. And that's what I said. I said, look, Seattle is probably the one place I understand why he would go there. They got a defense, so he doesn't have to put up 30 points a game. Uh, he, he doesn't have to put up 30 points a game and worrying about his defense not being able to stop the offense at all. But outside of Chicago's defense, they don't have anything on offense. And I definitely don't think Matt Nagy is a better coach than Pete, than Pete Carroll. I get there's a drift there, but I think sometimes... I'm one of those people that I think you have to look at what you're leaving behind. I understand he's frustrated with the front office. I understand that. But I think this notion of I need to be traded, I think this I think this can be solved. But I think I think if I'm Seattle and I'm the front office, yeah, you probably should listen to Russell Wilson a little bit more, but I think you're like, look, these four teams that you're asking for they're not a better situation than we are. You got you got good weapons. They're not the Chiefs, but you got good weapons here. You got Pete Carroll. He's not Bill Belichick or Andy Reid, but he's a good coach. We can upgrade the defense, upgrade the offensive line. I understand Russell Wilson is tired of getting sacked. He's tired of the front office not listening to him. It's completely understandable. He's been nothing but faithful and hardworking towards that franchise. But I don't think any of those places he listed are better situations than Seattle. I just don't. And to be honest with you, I don't see why I'd want to go to those situations. Now, uh, looking at Russell Wilson, I understand the Bears a little bit. Good defense. You get him some weapons. That can be a really good team. I don't think the Raiders are a good fit for him. I, I think, first of all, you got John Gruden as the coach. I love watching John Gruden. I don't think he'd be fun to play for. I think looking at, Looking at Dallas, they got no defense again. You'd be going to a winnable division, winnable division. They got no defense. I don't know if Zeke can still play simply because he fumbles it all the time. And you got a good supporting cast, sure, but the offensive line is is really the offensive line is very limited. I don't think these teams are good for Russell Wilson. Now, I think this was sort of just Russell Wilson saying because Adam Schefter reported, hey, he didn't he did not demand a trade yet. This was Russell Wilson's way of saying, look, I'm not opposed to going elsewhere. You guys got to start listening to me a little bit. And I get it, and it's frustrating for him. But these options he listed, I'm going to say it again, are not better than Seattle. 
All right, so uh, speaking of the Cowboys, Dak Prescott was reportedly franchise. It's going to be reportedly franchise tagged again. Understandable. I understand Dak wants a long-term deal and he's frustrated. I understand Cowboys fans want Dak because he wins. But you, I know Jerry Jones isn't regarded as the best general manager, but let's just look at this for a second. Dak Prescott has been nothing but loved and respected by the Cowboys front office since he came into the league. Let me give an example. He played good in the preseason and replaced Tony Romo, an all-time player, in, in Dallas. He's not Troy Aikman historically, but he's a really good player in Dallas that they had. I get his injury prone. He replaces them. Then he had Zeke, great weapons, and at, and at the time, the year they went into the, to the divisional round, a phenomenal, a phenomenal defense and a good coach. Then the next year, they struggle. They struggle for the next two years. He loses uh, that cr- that Sunday before that Christmas last year. He loses to the Eagles with Carson Wentz, who had nothing around him. He loses. And what did Jerry Jones say? It's not Dak. I'm going to fire Jason Garrett. They never blamed anything on Dak. They never, they always gave him weapons and pieces around him. And he was, he replaced an all-time star at the position. He's always been loved and respected by the Cowboys franchise, Jerry Jones, and that front office. Say what you want to, he has been. So I get what they're saying here. Hey, look, we need to see a year. We need to see one year of you with Mike McCarthy. And this year wasn't his fault. He got hurt. It's not his fault, but it's not the Cowboys' fault either. I get he wants a long-term deal. But to be honest, he's asking. I think he's asking too much. First of all, and he wants an extremely long-term deal. If I'm the Cowboys, I'm not, I'm defending Jerry Jones on this. There's no reason to sign Dak to a long-term deal. First of all, Dallas is that one team in the NFL where you can have no defense, a co- a coach that we don't know how good he is, and everyone wants to go there because it's Dallas. So for if I'm Jerry Jones, I am making Dak take the franchise tag. I'm not signed to a long-term deal. If he works next year, sign to a long-term deal. Give him, as much, give him as much money as you want to. But the franchise tag is the right move as of today for the Cowboys. So uh, another quarterback that was talking about retirement, he came back, Ben Roethlisberger. So there's been, there's been a lot of news about Ben Roethlisberger these past few weeks. A lot of people are saying they need to move on from him. Some people think maybe bring him back. It's reported that he's going to come back as the starter for the Steelers. Do I agree with this move? Well, here's what I would say. Am I if I am I happy that Ben Roth, if I was the Steelers GM, would I be happy that Ben Roethlisberger is my QB? Not necessarily. But here's what else I would say. I don't I'm I don't really have anywhere else to go here. I'm picking extremely late in the draft. Not a whole lot of free agents are going to want to come to Pittsburgh, and at least Ben knows the offense. At least Ben knows the team. He's not elite athletically, but at least he knows the offense. At least he knows the team because there's nowhere else you can really go if you're the Steelers. You can try to trade up, trade Julius Smith-Schuster, but I don't think that's going to get you a whole lot. Maybe a second-round pick, maybe first, but I don't think it's going to get We just saw Carson Wentz get traded for a couple second-round picks, so Julius Smith-Schuster 
certainly is not going to be worth more than a quarterback, Carson Wentz. Nothing against him. So this argument of, okay, I think they need to move on for Ben. That's fine. But who do they go to? That's my question. I don't think they have any other options. Now a whole lot of people are going to want to go to Pittsburgh. It's a very tough division. You got no weapons. And I don't think the defense is great anymore. So I, I understand why you want to move out from Ben Roethlisberger, but I don't think there's anywhere else to go if you are Pittsburgh. All right, and lastly, uh, J.J. Watt. report the Browns are one of the favorites to sign him. If I'm the Browns, I'm going all in on J.J. Watt. Look at their struggles last year. It was all on the defensive side. Miles Garrett is a great edge rusher, but there was no one else that could get pressure. Getting J.J. Watt, a veteran player, is going to free up Miles Garrett. Or it's going to free up J.J. Watt. You, you improve the linebacker position. Upgrade that secondary a little bit. You could have a Super Bowl contender team. Because here's, what, here's what's important for the Browns. Their defense is not good enough to go through the gauntlet that is the AFC of quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, Patrick Mahomes. Who knows where Russell Wilson is going to go. You got Josh Allen. All sorts of great coaches. And you're probably going to add Trevor Lawrence too. The AFC is just a gauntlet of great quarterbacks. You need some people that can get to him. J.J. Watt and Miles Garrett could do that. Plus, you're the only team with cap space. All right. And lastly, uh, I want to talk about... So, uh, I want to talk about Mike, Michael Parsons. He's an NFL draft prospect. Extremely talented. His talent is not the question. He's a top 10 talent. He, he's a top, he's a first-round top 10 draft pick talent in this year's NFL draft. With that being said... He also has a lot of issues. A lot of stuff came out about him, what he was doing in the locker room, what he was doing to people. Not appropriate, not good. But here's here's where we see this sort of stuff all the time. It came out a couple years ago with Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, remember, he had the domestic violence case. So as a punishment, he wasn't allowed to go to the combine. There's not a combine this year. And he was pushed this second round. Well, he's not Saquon Barkley or Miles Sanders or Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb. But he's a pretty good back for a second-round draft pick. He was a first-round talent in my mind. Micah Parsons is without a doubt a first-round talent. He's probably going to slip pretty far in the draft because it was reported that over 12, 15 teams took him off the draft board. This is where good management comes into play. I'm not saying don't draft him, but only draft him if you think you can deal with him. No, I think he's over it, but I don't know it. I guess James Franklin said he's over it. I think it's true. I don't know. If you think you can handle this guy, if you're Bill Belichick, you think you can handle him, that's fine. Give him a second chance. I'm all about second chances. But if you don't, the talent is not worth the toxic. Toxic, toxic always outweighs talent. That's what I've always said. That's why I don't like. Uh, that's why I don't like Antonio Brown. Now, if you if you can mold him, because I don't think he's a poison to the team like some of those guys are. I think this was a dumb thing he did. You can read about it online. I don't want to talk about it. But this was a dumb thing he did. With that being said, if you think you can handle it, if you're Bill Belichick, if you're Andy Reid, you think you can handle it, you're getting a really good linebacker. But if you don't think you can handle it, there's no need in tearing your team apart. You can pick up a linebacker free agency. All right, that is going to wrap it up for Red Zone Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week. Please be sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell. To never miss videos like this. And I'll be back next time on Red Zone Radio.